All right, we're back here at Merrimack College. The score after two periods is Merrimack 1, Boston University nothing. I'm Mike Macknick with John Leahy and our special guest for this second intermission here. Andy Merritt from the New England Hockey Journal, hockeyjournal.com. He also does some color for Vermont Radio as well. But, uh, Andy, pretty good game here, pretty good defensive battle. I don't know how many folks expected that, but while both teams, uh, both of these teams certainly have been scoring uh, uh, to a much better pace than they had last season, both teams' defenses have been better as well, and we're seeing that tonight. Yeah, not the most aesthetically pleasing game, but I think both teams are, like you said, playing so well defensively that the margins are so slim in this game. It's going to be really interesting to see who gets that edge. For that large stretch of that second period into the game, Merrimack able to hold BU without even a shot on goal and ending up with the shot on goal advantage in the game. Almost a 2-1 to margin at 21-12. to Not sure that people would have expected that either. Well, you know, I think it comes from two things. Number one, BU's had to be on the penalty kill for so much of this game, especially in the second period, taking so many penalties. But the other thing, and I've, been, I've said this to a couple of folks here tonight, Merrimack is so fast. This is my first really good look at the Warriors this year, and I'm so impressed with the team speed, and I think that's a big reason why that shot margin is so out of whack. You know, the difference there in the game, I suppose, you have Holman getting stopped by uh, by Colin Delia in the Merrimack net, and then down the other end, Cini was able to score on O'Connor on a very similar type of play. Other than that, this game's been pretty even. Yeah, I mean, that Delia save, you know, we were talking about it off air. Delia had to be in position to make that save and hope that the shooter goes for the glove, but he, he did a really nice job taking away the angle. A really impressive save, and I'm sure you can pick it up on the crowd, Mike. The crowd went nuts for that one. It was almost as good as a goal. And then down the other end, I mean, what a snipe by Cini. That was just, that was a heck of a shot to come in off the right wing and just pick out a spot like that. He didn't have a lot of room to shoot, and that's a really talented shooter right there. You know, Eichel, deservedly so, has been getting all the attention as the top freshman, not only in hockey, but in the country, maybe even the top player in the country, probably is. But Cini, uh, this is an opportunity, I guess, for him. A guy like, he's got to get fired up about a game like this against a, a, a team that is number three in the country, against a player that's pretty good in Eichel, right? And against a, uh, you know, on a national television audience, he's got a chance to show himself as well. A lot of people don't realize that Michael came in as the as a true freshman. Cini did as well, and Cini's there as the number two freshman scorer in hockey. Easter. He's got a goal tonight. Right, well, you know, Jack Eichel came in with that pedigree, and everyone knew about him, and everyone talked about him and wrote about him. I'm one of those people. But Brett Cini's had to earn that attention, and he's really done it. It's just really impressive to see how consistent he's been and how he's added to some scoring depth for Merrimack, which has really been the key in Hockey East this year. You can see that for both teams, right? I mean, you can, you can take each of those players, the impact that each of those players has made on each of these teams, and it's remarkable. Well, yeah, and I mean, especially for Merrimack, that, that second line of all freshmen, you know, I looked at it to start the game, it's like, Oh boy, all freshmen on that line in a big game. You're always interested to see how they perform, but Cini doesn't play like a freshman. Really, all three of them, they don't play like rookies. They play with that a little bit of a like an experience, almost an edge. Um, and obviously, it's true for Eichel. He's leading BU, and he's the, the kid to watch. And he does so many things well that, you know, even if you don't know much about him, he's the player you notice on the ice, you know, coming in. So um, they're both really impressive players. Cini's not going to have all the headlines and the name recognition, but I think that's going to start changing soon. How does Eichel look tonight compared to the other games that you've seen him? I know BU's come off the five games in nine nights, and David Quinn told us before the game he gave the guys a little bit of a break, him a day off this week when he might not normally have done that. I know they lost two of the last three games, probably partly because of that stretch, including the, the time the game they were shut out against Dartmouth on Sunday, two to nothing. I mean, it, has that had an impact, do you think? You know, the only thing I can see with Jack specifically is that he does have a tendency to, to kind of float a little bit, and it's really it's what elite scorers do. They want to keep themselves in position. They don't want to get bogged 
down. And in a physical game like this, that can mean that you get kind of pushed out of the play. I've seen a little bit of that for Michael. He's maybe not going into the dirty areas as much as he, he probably should. And then, again, like you talk about, when you're playing that many games in, in so few days, you're tired, you don't have that sharpness, you're not going after the puck as much as you need to. So it's just that little bit. But, I mean, I think Eichel is still a game-breaking player no matter what. And he's made a couple of moves tonight that it's like, holy cow, look out for this kid. And that's the thing is, you know, we, when we said it earlier during the game, too, he's got that ability. You know, we thought he'd looked, he's, and he has looked ordinary for much of the game, but then he has that ability to suddenly do something extraordinary. Right. Well, I mean, you know, I think anyone who's getting their first look at Jack Eichel, and this is going to be true all season, they're going to say, when he takes those first couple of strides, it's like, oh, he kind of floats around. He, it doesn't seem like he's working hard. But then two seconds later, he's 10 feet past his defender, and that's kind of his style. He's got this kind of weird skating stride where it's a long stride. It doesn't really look flashy, but he gets right past you, and he's so talented with the puck. He's so good at finding some open space to put himself in and get dangerous, and he's going to do a lot of those little things that, you know, maybe he's not as flashy in that way, but he just he's really impressive up and down the ice. With a third period coming up here in which uh, BU has outscored their opponents 28-5, to based on what you've seen, why have they been able to do that? Well, I, you know, I think with BU, it's it's all about that, again, it's, it's not so much scoring depth, because I think BU has some issues as far as scoring depth, but when you have a couple of really talented players, Jack Eichel's the kind of kid who can take over a game, uh, Daniel Regan can take over a game a little bit, they can come up big, they can play in the clutch, um, and I think that that's been a big key for BU, that they can come up with those big goals late in games, because they have a little bit of firepower, um, you know, so the key for Merrimack going into the third period is to stick to the game plan, because Merrimack's playing such a good defensive physical game that BU's having a lot of trouble really getting anything going. The flip side to that too is, why have their BU's first two periods been so, such a, a, a big difference from their third period? Well, I think, you know, it's a young team it, largely, you have some veteran presence, but it, it is a young team, some of your leaders are young, and it's tough for young players to kind of get into the rhythm of the game as quickly as an experienced player is. You know, veteran guys kind of can sense what they're going to get from a team night in and night out. Uh, but young guys have a little trouble kind of getting into the rhythm of a game and figuring out what they what they have to do to succeed. So I think that's a little bit of what's going on with BU. As we mentioned, you do a lot of color for Vermont as well. Vermont's having a terrific year. Uh, what are the keys to that? The biggest thing for Vermont, it's, it's two things. It's scoring depth. They have a ton of scoring depth. I was just running down the numbers real quick. They have 12 players with at, with at least three goals. I don't think anyone in the country has that. Um, and that's been, that's been their key. They don't have a lot of superstars, but they have a lot of guys who can score, and they've really built that scoring depth. They roll four lines, and all four lines are effective. That's helped them get over some injuries of late, and that's been a big key. The other thing is the system, and that's a system that Vermont has played ever since Kevin said and got to Burlington. They play this really strong defensive system. It's almost like the Boston Bruins, where if you play that strong defense, the goals are going to start to come out of that, and I think that's really what happens with UVM. Uh, how many of the, you mentioned uh, all the players they have with three goals more. I mean, how, how much of that, how much of that, I'm just curious, because I haven't actually had a chance to look at it yet. How much of their impact, how, how much of the impact on that team has been freshmen like it has been for BU and Merrimack? Well, they've got a couple of decent freshmen, but the big thing is the sophomore, Mario Piscarich, who just, I mean, lights out player. And he's so talented, he's so dangerous with the puck. The thing that impresses me the most about Mario is his shot, because it's dangerous from wherever he is on the ice. He can turn around at the blue line and put a puck on net that kind of catches a goalie by surprise. So 
that's been the big key for them. They've got some freshmen who, who are doing some nice things, but they have that kind of middle ground of sophomores and juniors who have a little bit of veteran experience and they're still kind of fresh and, you know, they have that little bit of edge they want to prove themselves. You know, the other teams that we haven't talked about, who's the biggest surprise to you either in terms of how well they're not doing or how, how well they are doing? Um, it, it's tough. I want to say BC. I, I think, you know, you kind of expect when you lose the the, the numbers that they lost after last year that you, the, there will be a little drop-off for most teams. BC always reloads, and it seems like they haven't quite done that yet. They don't really have themselves figured out. I don't know that BC has an identity yet. So, you know, Boston College, they'll probably round into form by the end of the year, but I'm a little surprised that they haven't got some more contributions from some of the guys that are that have come back. You know, and they've got a lot of freshmen. They've got some new faces, but, you know, there are some guys that I, I'm expecting a little bit more from, and I, I'm, I'm a little surprised that BC isn't a little higher up in the standings. All right, third period coming up here. Merrimack leading one to nothing. Uh, there is a power play for another minute and a half uh, that BU will have here to start the period. Uh, what do you see happening in the third year? Well, it's almost a, a good way for Merrimack to start because you start in that defensive posture, and that Merrimack's been so good on defense, and that's going to be the key. I would not be surprised if this game ends one nothing. That's going to require, obviously, a really tough physical defensive effort from Merrimack down the stretch. All right, Andy, thanks. We appreciate your time as always. Folks, check out his work. He had a particularly good article earlier this year about Jack Eichel, so read that one. I loved it. And about all of his work is outstanding, and so you really owe it to yourself to read the work of Andy Merritt. Thanks, Andy. Thanks a lot. Have a good one. All right, Andy Merritt, New England Hockey Journal and HockeyJournal.com has been our guest here with the score after two. Merrimack won. BU nothing. We'll be back right after this. This is Warrior Hockey.